So this morning, we kind of want to drive home on this Mother's Day weekend that in the midst of all of those things that you moms do with your kids, all those things that you do for your kids, that they are picking up some things from you, that you are making a lifelong impact on them. But I really think that most moms underestimate the impact that they're really having. I think most moms who are so busy with all the day-to-day, run-around, busy, chore things, got to do things, routine things, that they truly underestimate the lifelong impact that they're making. And so we want to share with you how three different moms impacted three different guys and the difference it's made in our lives. So as we begin, I want to show you my mom. Here's my mom. That's mom. Name's Helen. And uh, some of you may have wondered why I always want my hair to be in place, you know, and I take great pains just to get it all back and perfect. It's mom's fault. Look at her hair. It's perfect. I don't know if I ever saw her hair messed up. It was always like that. And in fact, whenever we went to church as kids, before mom would ever let us go into Sunday school, she would stop all of us and she would check out our hair. Now, we combed it at home. But before she'd let us release into Sunday school class, she stood us all in the line. She'd check us out. And if something was out of place, she'd pull this big comb out of her purse. She'd go like this. You know, wet it down and comb it. That's awful, isn't it? And she'd comb it back and make sure it was perfect. Now, I know that my mom's going to listen to this. So I just got to say this. Mom, on the hair thing, you really messed me up. (laughs) But if I was to use one word that really describes my mom and the way she's impacted my life, it's the word servant. From my earliest memories of mom are ones of her serving others. I remember watching her prepare food for so many people at at our church dinners. We would walk down into the basement of our church and, and there was mom over in the kitchen portion. And she was always making sure things were cooked right and set up just right for everybody. And I remember her making each event for our youth group. Mom and dad were volunteer youth leaders in our church. And every youth event was so special. And then I watched her feed the kids from the youth group who would just stop in with with no notice. They would just stop by. And mom would open the fridge and she'd make something. And and they would just, mom would always say, where'd our milk go? Where'd our cheese go? Well, kids from the youth group just felt so at home. They would just come by. And it was eradicated. It was gone. (laughs) But mom just opened her home that way. And I remember watching her host so many visiting missionaries in her home. They would stay overnight or she would have them over for lunch or dinner. And and she just blessed them. I remember her driving me to sports practices and music lessons and waiting on me to finish all of those things. And she was just there faithfully waiting. Had a good attitude when I got in the car and we had great talks on the way home. And now mom is in her 50th year, you're not going to believe this, 50th year of selling a, selling a product called Avon. And unlike a lot of Avon salespersons, mom made a real career out of this. She sold forty dollars or $50,000 a year of what I call stinky stuff. And so she's celebrating her 50th year selling Avon. And I remember her telling stories about people when she would go to their homes to take orders or to deliver product, telling stories of how people would just share their hurts with her. And mom would listen and she would pray with them and she led some of them to know Christ. And then mom, as life went on, even after dad died, 
either, even after both shoulders were operated on and replaced, and, and even, after, even after surviving a major, major stroke, and all of that together, enough stuff to make most people just sit down and quit, mom, at almost 83, is still serving and serving Jesus. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And today, she's helping a new church get started. Today, she's still serving in that church as an elder. Today, she's still opening her home to host Bible studies. She's organizing and helping with church dinners. She's still giving money to help underprivileged youth be able to go to camp. She's still listening and praying with her Avon customers. And she's an awesome prayer warrior. She's an awesome prayer warrior for me. And, and my whole family, her, her life is just, she told me the other day, we talk every Sunday afternoon. She says, Larry, my list is getting so long. I've got so many grandkids now. <laughs> it takes me forever to get through it and great grandkids. But her model of serving others did not go unnoticed in my life. It impacted my life to the point that even though God called me, and I knew I was supposed to become a pastor. It was mom's model of serving that set all of that up. It was her model. Okay, I'm sorry. It was her model of being a servant that gave me a picture of what ministry was all about. That it was listening. It was walking alongside people. It was praying. And so it was mom's picture that she gave me, that impacted my entire life, that made me want to spend my life doing what I do, knowing and loving and leading and praying for all of you. And so it's impacted my life. This, the Bible says this, in humility, value others above yourselves. Boy, mom does that. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. My mom made a life impact on me by simply being a servant. Now, mom is not an upfronter. She always wanted to be behind the scenes. Nobody didn't want to be seen. But she made a huge impact on me. And so many other people. So moms, what you are to your family, what you do for your family makes a lifelong impact. And even when you don't know or wonder if your kids are ever going to get it <laughs> or see what you're trying to model, let me tell you, they see it. And you are making an impact. Moms don't ever underestimate your impact. Carlos, how did your mom impact you? Well, let me first tell you that, that that's my mom, my mama. Her name was... Uh... <laughs> it's a little wet, buddy. <laughs> I miss her. And for all of you here today that miss your moms, I just want to tell you that. May the Lord your God 
bring you peace and comfort on this day. This woman made a big impact in my life. And I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul wrote to his young spiritual son by the name of Timothy. He writes him a letter, and in this letter, he writes words of encouragement and of advice. And then Paul writes in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, when he writes these words, Paul is writing knowing that the end of his life is near. And this is what he says. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And the reason I picked this scripture for me and my mom is because my mother was like the Apostle Paul in my life. You see, not only am I her biological son, I'm also her spiritual son, her spiritual disciple. And I can honestly tell you that I sit here today because of everything that I've learned from her. I owe everything to her. She was not only my mentor, my inspiration, my motivation, my example, but the best thing she ever did for me was tell me about Jesus. My mother fought the good fight until her last days, and she accomplished a lot in her lifetime considering that she came from modest means and all of her struggles and all of her upbringing. But I have to tell you that it came at a cost and with much sacrifice. She earned everything that she had with what she would say with the sweat of her brow. But they weren't just words. They were living examples of them. She worked really hard to give us opportunities that she never had. Today, it still hurts every time I recount the sacrifices that, that she would have to make for us. She used to have to get on three buses one way to get to work and walk two miles. And this is not an uphill snow barefoot story. It's a real story. And she would get home so tired that all she would want to do is just sit. But that was never the case. You see, she had 10 kids to tend to. Can you guys imagine having to tend to 10 kids after work and all of their various needs? I mean, it would have been enough if she would have just had to have parented me because I wasn't the easiest kid to parent. If I wasn't putting my arm in the washing machine or getting electrocuted, I mean, I was a mess. And she had 10 of those. And I would, later in life, I would ask my mom, Mom, why 10? I mean, I, I could think of a few right now that I could just eliminate from the list. I mean, why did you, <laughs> why did you have to do 10? It's like, what, you, did you not own a TV or what was the case? And, and, and of course, she didn't own a TV, but she always would remind me, it's like, well, you know, if that, I wouldn't have 10 kids, you wouldn't have been born. That was the last one to be born. But the reality is that she told me that's what a good Catholic girl did back then. She, we had a lot of kids. And I know that my brothers and sisters are listening to me right now, so I just want to let them know that you guys know who's on the list. So, <laughs> But I can say those things because I love my family dearly and they love me. My mom raised 10 kids, and since I was born, my father died three months before I was born. So when I was born, she did it as a single parent. She never remarried. So I just want to tell all the single parents here today that thank you for your hard work, for your sacrifice, and my hat's off to you because it's a, it's a very hard job. And for my mother, even though it was not easy for her, she managed to get 10 kids across the border from Mexico into the United States. She managed to buy a very modest home for all of us. And the miracle of it is that she managed to feed us every day too. 
which is very hard. My mom taught us the value and the importance of working hard. And she used to say that the worker was worthy of his wages. Until this day, our whole family could be a lot of things, but we're hard workers, every single one of them. And ever since I can remember, my mom has always had a guest at her home. Now picture this, we come across the border and we live in, I'm not exaggerating, a three-room small apartment and there seems to be like a million of us in there, but that wasn't enough for my mom. She had to bring other people along that needed help. So our house was always full of people that needed help. And I remember later in life when the house was getting too big for her and, and she couldn't really keep up with it and clean it and I came to her and I said, Mom, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for you to sell your house and move to something smaller. And she would always tell me, no, Carlos, because where are we going to put people if they need a place to stay? We had people in our house to the last day of her life living at our house that needed a place to stay. That was my mom. It didn't matter what it was that people needed. She always sacrificed and it gave her best. And if you meet anyone who met my mom, they would tell you the exact same thing. And one of the most important things I think my mom gave to me that I want to share with you today because it's very important for you and your kids is that all the stories that she told me. And I want to encourage all the moms to tell your story to your kids. My mom was a storyteller. And she loved to tell stories about her experience, her family's history, her struggles, her blessings, and her miracles as well. And I can still remember, and I still wish I had some of these moments where we sit and talk hours upon hours about her childhood and how she grew up and all her experiences. And she would say them with such passion that she would just captivate you. And we would sit there and laugh and cry. And, uh, and sometimes these stories were unbelievable. I'm like, really? You had to go through that or you did this? But they were beautiful stories, stories of when Jesus came through for her. Stories of miracles. I learned about miracles because of my mom and the miracles that happened in her life. And today, I believe in miracles because of her. The Bible says to train up a child in the way that he should go and that he will never depart from it. My mother really trusted that promise. And even though things got difficult for her, sometimes it was maybe she doubted, but she never let go of that promise. You know, with 10 kids, some of them are not as perfect as me, so some of them are going to give her problems. <laughs> But I have to tell you, she made such an impact. And I'm here to tell you that her sacrifice didn't go unnoticed. I don't think she ever realized the impact that she made in my life. I tried to tell her later in life, but somehow I don't think it was enough. She sacrificed even when she knew that it was unpopular. She sacrificed even when she knew it was it was, you know, the, the inconvenient thing to do. And I want to tell you, moms, that your sacrifice does not go unnoticed. If you come to church, even when nobody else wants to come to church and you're here alone, that made a difference in my life. If, there, if you can take the easy way out, but you see somebody that needs help, and it's a lot easier to look the other way, but you don't do that, and you turn and face them, and you help that person, your kids will always notice that. The sacrifice that you make in your lives will make an impact for your kids forever and you will train them up and they will never depart from it. May the Lord bless every single mother today. David. Thank you, Carlos. Someone at the end of last service told me I don't really love my mom because I didn't cry like the other two. So I'm going to really try and cry through this one. <laughs> I'm, just kidding, I'm kidding. I buried those emotions deep. So... I uh, I really loved this this um, this sermon. 
this message because it gave me a chance to look back and really think about my mom. Uh, something I, I was trying to think of great moment after great moment, and then it struck me that in high school I had completely forgotten that my freshman year in high school, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And when that moment happened in the early 90s, when you heard the word cancer, it was this imagery of your, your whoever it was dying within months. It's just everyone thought that when they heard the word cancer. And so my freshman year, being the dramatic high schooler that we all were, uh, I was just wrecked that my life had been just destroyed and my mom wouldn't be there for the rest of my life. And as I thought back um, I, maybe it's a, a guy thing, but I forgot that my mom had cancer because she never missed a beat. She continued to be at every event in my life. She was the most motivational, encouraging person. She loved me and I loved her. It was an incredible high school, college, and, and she's still alive to this day. And I thought of her, her example to me. What she did in that time period is she started, um, stitching or whatever you call it when you make quilts with the loom and the little stick that goes through. Those are all the technical words. But she made these quilts, and the one up here is in my sister's house. Each letter is the beginning letter of that flower. Couldn't tell you one, but the the flower was stitched over months by my mom, and then they put them all together to make this quilt because my mom continued to stay busy, continued to move forward knowing that her life wasn't over because she had been diagnosed with cancer. And I saw that example. And she, my mom, as I watched her in this time period, she never stopped teaching. She was a teacher. She still teaches to this day. Uh, she is actually well known in her uh, Clovis Unified as being one of the top teachers because she just never stopped, just continued on with where God had put her. And the word that came to my mind when I thought about my mom was steadfast. She had this, this faith, this incredible resolution to continue to press forward no matter what faced her, the worst possible thing that could hit her. And she still stayed true to where God had called her, still moved forward. And that, that steadfast love that she showed for me, she exampled for me, was just incredible. The verse that popped in my head was from Philippians where it says, I run the good race. How does it exactly say it? I press on toward the goal, uh, the prize in which Christ has brought me. It, it was absolutely the verse that popped in my head because I thought my mom never stopped running towards that prize of knowing that God had a purpose for her life. My senior year in high school, my mom and my dad started a church in our home. And when I think back, now I didn't think much then of it. I'd come home and be four or five families worshiping in my living room, and I thought, okay. But I think back now, my mom had breast cancer in that time. My mom continued to teach. And my mom, because God had led them, started a church that's continuing to this day. They're, it's, it's grown. It's bigger than this building. And, and my mom continues to teach now because she needs to support the church. And I just look at that example, and it absolutely shaped who I am. Uh, there have been some, some bumps along the way for me in ministry, some bruises along the way. And I just keep pressing forward because I know that God has a purpose for my life. I know that God has a plan. And I never put it together until this, this message that my mom taught me that. My mom exampled to me in high school what it means to be steadfast, knowing that God has a plan for each and every one of us, no matter what comes up. That example was life-changing 
and molded me into who I am. So there you have it, three stories and three different words uh, through serving, through sacrificing, through staying steadfast. Our moms made a lifelong impact on us and in a, in a large way led us to where we are today. And so, moms, I want to encourage you to never underestimate the impact that you're making on your kids. And I'm sure our moms, in the midst of all of the many things they were doing uh, during our, our growing up years, that they just probably underestimated the impact that they were having. But we're here to say today is there are some things that we pick up as kids and we carry them on throughout our life. And they help lead us and guide us into that, that place, that ministry that God has created us for and has for each one of us. So moms, don't underestimate the impact that you're having. I know sometimes when our, our kids challenge what we think uh, we're trying to teach, we think we don't, they're just not getting it, but they are. They're picking up more than you ever dreamed. Today, as we close, uh, I'd just like to pray a prayer of blessing on each one of you moms. And so would you let me do that? Let's, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, I thank you for each woman and each mother here today. I thank you for the special way that you have made each one of them. And Lord, I thank you for the ways that they are already serving, the ways that they are sacrificing, and the ways that they are staying steadfast in their walk with you, steadfast in their commitment to be the best wife and mother possible. But Lord, in the midst of all of those things, Lord, we pray that you would bless them and help them in everything they do every day. Lord, that as they turn to you for help when they don't know which way to go, Lord, we pray that your wisdom would be given unto them. We pray, Lord, when they're discouraged and they're tired, that you would meet them and give them hope and a strength beyond their own strength from your hand. Lord, we bless every mother, every woman here today in the name of Jesus. And God, we pray that you'd use them to raise up a generation that would know you and love you and serve you because of who they are and what they do. We pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.